Well, good evening, and uh, again, thank you every time we gather together and listen and read and receive the message of God from His Word. It is a time of great uh, celebration and joy, and I'm thankful that you've joined us tonight uh, in our studies through the psalm. As I shared last week, we're uh, jumping forward, and we're looking at three particular psalms. Last week, we looked at Psalm 147. Tonight, we're going to look at Psalm 148. So go ahead, begin to turn to Psalm 148 in your copy of Scripture while you're turning there. Remind you, this weekend is the weekend. We're going to have Christmas celebration on Sunday morning, 9 and 1030. It's going to be a great day. Right now, text a neighbor, a friend, someone who needs to hear the hope that is found in Jesus Christ and invite them to gather with you this weekend uh, for Christmas celebration. As our worship arts ministry, our worship family leads us in this wonderful time and, and sparks in our heart again the, the message and the meaning of Christmas, uh, it is going to be filled with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news that the angels declared in Luke chapter 2 is, uh, is what we're going to be singing this weekend. And uh, so you don't want to miss it. You don't want your friends or family members to miss it. Uh, I have uh, uh, folks around me that um, they, they've been distanced from the church for some time. And I'm sending out personal notes to them and inviting them to join us for this wonderful time of celebration. Uh, encourage you to do the same. Uh, write notes, uh, make phone calls, uh, send letters, uh, text uh, whatever it takes, let's do all that we can to get as many people here to hear and to rejoice in the message of Christmas. Uh, the week after, uh, this weekend, is going to be our hometown Christmas uh, celebration where we're inviting the seven cities of Hampton Roads to gather with us in the fields uh, to enjoy uh, a, a train track and, and uh, a sock skating rink and and uh, there's going to be events for children and uh, adults. You'll have a good time. We need your help still. We need more volunteers to help us. We're anticipating hundreds upon hundreds of people to come gather with us over these next two days from 2 to 5. And so uh, I want to encourage you to uh, do all that you can to help us uh, and, and be a part of uh, hosting people and welcoming people and, and, and doing whatever it takes to make sure that they see and hear the love of God uh, that he's given us through Jesus Christ. And then finally, on December 24th, uh, we will be having uh, uh, again our uh, uh, Christmas Eve uh, services at 3 o'clock. We're going to be meeting in here and at 5 o'clock out by the tree. Both of these gatherings are going to be unique. Uh, both of these gatherings are going to be focused on communicating, uh, singing and celebrating uh, the, the message and the hope of Jesus, uh, how that Jesus was born in Bethlehem and how that changes everything. Uh, but there's also going to be a clear, concise message uh, presenting the gospel uh, for any who do not know Christ. Uh, we want them to hear the message and the have the opportunity to respond to him uh, by faith. So uh, be sure and take advantage of all of these opportunities, uh, and it's going to be a great time uh, together. All right, um, as we look at Psalm 148, 
uh, we know that Christmas is a time to celebrate. And Christmas celebration is something that uh, it's not just a name or a title. It's really something that we do. Even people that don't know God celebrate at Christmas time. It is a wondrous time. Only Scrooge or the Grinch at first, they didn't celebrate at Christmas. But if you remember, the, uh, the Dr. Zeus and Charles Dickens still had the same idea. Uh, the plot of both of those stories, whether it's uh, uh, about Ebenezer Scrooge or about the Grinch, the plot remains the same. Here are two characters that didn't enjoy Christmas, and they are transformed uh, during Christmas. So then they celebrate Christmas. Have you tasted that? Have you experienced that? Uh, have, have, you, have you been transformed by God's grace to celebrate Christmas? Now, that's the message of Christmas, and it's not just an, an American tradition. It is good news for the whole world. Look at Psalm 147. Look at verses 1 through 4. The psalmist picks up pen, has, has celebration uh, oozing from his pen, and he says, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him all His angels. Praise Him all His hosts. Praise Him sun and moon. Praise Him all you stars of light. Praise Him, you heavens of heavens and you waters above the heavens. Now today we can hear the sights and sounds of Christmas in these verses as followers of Jesus who've been transformed by God's grace. We want to praise the Lord, especially at Christmas. Uh, Christmas delivers this season of celebration, not only to us, but to the nations, to the world. The birth of Jesus was the beginning of the joyful celebration of all people. For people living in Sri Lanka and Suriname, in Tanzania or Thailand, in Malaysia or Maui, in Burkina Faso or Bedford Falls, Christmas inaugurates the season of celebration for all people. It's what the angels were talking about in Luke chapter 2. And when he said, don't be afraid, I bring you good tidings of great cheer, which will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, the Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly the sky was filled with a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The birth of the Messiah announces this saving love of God invading the darkness of a world that's separated from him. Now, that's what all the people in every nation desired then and desire now. Egypt wanted more than, a, uh, than what learning could provide. India yearned for more than what wealth could buy. Greece hungered for life that all her philosophers and artisans never found and never offered. Israel was looking for uh, a king who would deliver them from bondage forever. And as we look upon the nations today, we can see how different cultures long for that something more. Even your life, how you longed for something more. When we look to Christmas, we search for something more. People around us searching, longing, yearning for something more. The Christmas story itself includes the story of the wise men or the magi from Orient R. They're the ones that, that, that were from faraway lands who didn't know God and, 
and, and didn't even worship him, but they were reading in ancient texts about a king who would come and how uh, a, a, a sign would announce the birth of that king. And God showed them this star that had risen in the east, and they made their way to Bethlehem. Why? Because they were longing and yearning for something more. Um, and today, people from every culture around the world are still longing for something more that can only be answered by Jesus Christ. And so the psalmist begins this wondrous celebration by acknowledging that the whole world, the whole world finds its deepest yearning satisfied in what Christmas delivers. And Christmas inaugurates and initiates this season of celebration for you and for me and for the world, goodwill toward all men. It's, it's, it's the place where God's favor is, has rested upon us, and it's found in the person of Jesus. So today as we look at Psalm 148, let's think about this, this season of celebration that we have and why it is a season of celebration. And we celebrate this season because, first of all, all creation longs to celebrate her king. All creation longs to celebrate her king. The angels praised the king at the birth of Christ, and creation itself paid homage to Jesus. The shepherds and the wise men from the east, they came to pay homage to Jesus. Jesus is the king who created and has forever fixed the foundations of heaven. All creation must praise her creator. The stars shine with brilliance at their declaration of God's greatness and glory. Verses 5 and 6 of, six of Psalm 148. Let them, who? Creation. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He made a decree which shall not pass away. And do you know the creator of the cosmos is the Godhead? But in Colossians chapter 1, we see that Jesus is the firstborn over all creation. Uh, by him and for him, all things were created in Jesus Jesus is the creator. We hear it in John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God from the very beginning. All things were created by him, and nothing was made. Nothing made was made apart from him. Jesus is the agent of creation. And so, the birds in the uh, in the sky and the beasts in the field and even the rocks in, in the ground cry out their praise to God, to Jesus Christ, the Messiah. They praise him because he is their creator. And friends, that, that includes you and me. Imagine the assignment that the star over Bethlehem enjoyed. That star over Bethlehem enjoyed the assignment of declaring the king is born today. And God's plan of rescue is inaugurated on this day in the birth of the Messiah. And just as the star over Bethlehem announced the birth and celebrated uh, the, the, the king, uh, all creation 
does as well, including you and me. Which leads us to a second point. All humanity, where all creation celebrates the king, all humanity owes allegiance to the one true king. We owe allegiance to the one true king. As we look at this passage, we see that that uh, in verses 7 through, 12, uh, 7 through 10, that, that birds and beasts and sea creatures and, and fire and hail and snow, they all worship the king. In verse 11, it turns and it says that the kings and the peoples, the princes and the judges, young men and maidens, old men and children, they praise the king. In verse 13, listen, let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is exalted. His glory is above the earth and heaven. When the wise men found Jesus uh, there in uh, Judea, they made their way to him and they bowed in worship to him. Giving him the gifts that they brought Tears of joy rolled down their cheeks as, and as their souls bubbled with the life that they experienced in bowing before their king. They found Jesus, and in finding Jesus, they found life. And in submitting themselves, worshiping Jesus, the dance of celebration began. You realize that for you and me, Christmas is more than just a season. It's a life. It's a life that we live. It's a life that that has been given to us by faith in Jesus Christ. When we bow before him in worship, fulfilling our call as human beings, as we bow before him in worship, this side of eternity We are fulfilling the mandate of our soul. Every person is made to worship the king, to give full allegiance to Jesus Christ, the king, born in Bethlehem, crucified on a cross, resurrected from the dead, and returning someday soon, we pray. We all owe allegiance to Jesus. And the truth is, That allegiance will be given either this side of eternity with joy or the other side of eternity with regret. In Philippians chapter 2, we hear the Apostle Paul talk about uh, the day. Uh, In verse 5, Paul writes, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation Uh, taking the form of a servant, coming in the likeness of man. And being found in appearance as a man, Jesus humbled himself to the point of death, even death on the cross. Now, verse 9, Therefore God has highly exalted Jesus and given him the name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Every tongue in heaven, every tongue on earth, and every tongue under the earth. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There will be a day when all humanity 
bow before Jesus. But if we wait for eternity uh, to bow before him, it will be with regret. Now, the goal that God has set is for every person living and breathing would submit themselves to the rule of Christ over their lives, that they would receive the gift of grace that Jesus died on a cross and was raised from the dead to give them, that they would, that, that they would by faith enter into God's family, be transformed, heart, mind, and soul, that they would be a new creature in Christ and as a new-hearted person made by God's grace through faith in Christ, uh, we bow our lives in allegiance to Jesus Christ, our King. And for every person who does not do that, you'll enter into eternity, and with regret in your heart, you will bend your knee, and you will confess with your tongue that Jesus is Lord, but it will be too late. See, Christmas inaugurates this season of celebration because it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to fulfill the mandate of our soul, this side of eternity, and forevermore, without regret, without judgment. We sing this song of celebration, uh, and we celebrate together with all creation because humanity uh, owes allegiance to the one true king. And then, finally, we see in this passage that Christmas celebrates the king uh, who is for us, who is with us, the king who gives us strength. I want you to lean into verse 14 because uh, uh, verse, verse 14 helps us understand uh, how Christmas is meaningful to us and, and those whose soul celebrates this season uh, rightly. Verse 14, God has exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, of the children of Israel, a people near him, praise the Lord. All right, so I want you to see a couple of things. First, uh, exalting the horn of his people. That's a picture of God giving strength to those who belong to him. He defines those who belong to him more, more completely in the next phrase, the praise of all his saints. Uh, in the New King James Version, it's translated saints. And, and literally, those are people who are the object of his love. Those are the people who walk in relationship with him. And those are the people that have been transformed by God's grace so that they live in covenant um, loyalty uh, with the God who loves them. Uh, and, and so how does this happen, this transaction of grace happen? It goes on and says, the children of Israel, a people near to him. How did we uh, become near to God? Well, uh, we became near to God because God came near to us. Uh, this wondrous act of grace whereby Jesus Christ, God himself, left heaven's throne to be born in a manger in a stable, to slip his deity in the skin and the sandals of humanity. Jesus, who is fully God, became fully man so that we might see God, so that we might know him, so that we might have a chance at relationship with God. The way that we become the objects of his love, enter into a relationship with him, is through Jesus by whom God came near to us. The very meaning and message of Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us. This is what we celebrate at Christmas, that God came near to us so that we might be near to him. And guys, if it if that doesn't cause you to celebrate, it's because you don't know God. 
Uh, what, what gives us a reason to celebrate is that we walk in intimacy with God. And in that intimacy, he gives us strength. He exalts the horn of his people. He gives us strength, strength for daily details and drama that we face, strength for the straits of despair that we have to navigate, strength for the daily routines that might become dreary. We have strength because we walk hand in hand with God because of Christmas. Today we celebrate. We have a celebration song that we sing. And it was given to us at Christmas when God became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, infinitely above and beyond all that we ask or imagine, according to the power at work among us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to every generation forever and ever. Amen. God bless you.